guys and welcome back to another episode of Artistic State and Fine. I am Jules aka Julie Mango and you are? I'm Stephen um, aka The Art Appreciator aka Smiling Mastermind aka the ladies gentlemen Good. aka that's it i, mean, I, I was gonna say that's a lot of aka you're, you're you're really like bringing them out yeah but yeah hi guys happy new year happy new year it's the first 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 i don't know what kind of accent i was going for there um it's the first recording of 2018 and yes, yeah is. 2018 and that. Welcome to 2018. 2018. I feel like it's going to be a good year today. Apparently, year. like the aura, aura, something, something <laughs> to do with the aura, colour is purple this year. Interesting. Does anyone know mm, about my this? My favourite colour. I don't know about it. It's mine okay. too, actually. Is it? Yeah. There we go. Oh, see? <laughs> it was meant to be. Lovers of purple. And my production company is called Purple Night Colours. No way. So I'm just like, mm. ah, it's the year. 2018 is the year. So yeah. <laughs> um, you guys heard some lovely voices. Um, and we're going to quickly introduce them to you guys. We have Nicole yes, and PJ. AKA. Uh, PJ. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to read off a couple of people. A couple of AKAs. Um, and they are for, uh, from Former Black Girl. Have I said that? Yeah, that was perfect. Yes! Hey. For a Black Girl um, production, which will be part of the Vault Festival happening in a couple of weeks. Or has it really started? No, it starts on the 24th, so two weeks today. Ah, so it starts on two weeks today. So, guys, welcome to Artistic State welcome, of Mind. Welcome, Thank you. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. Normally, what we do, we get people to introduce themselves and give this basically the, you know, the thing that you hear from an interview. So, tell us about yourself. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do to you guys. So tell us about yourself. Go ahead. Nicole. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm Nicole. Um, about myself, what should I say? So, um, well, what last do you do? Well, I'm a theatre maker, performer and writer specifically. And um, I've just graduated from Central with PJ. Cool. Uh, Woo. Yeah, very Congratulations. Nice. It's a good day. <laughs> um, yeah, so I tend to do a lot of spoken word and make art that usually revolves around like faith or womanhood or race and these kind of things that are really important to me. And where do you see yourself in five years time? Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't have to answer that myself. Like theatre makers, where do you see yourself in five years time? Um, hopefully employed. Yeah, um, hopefully making money. <laughs> That's everyone's dream. It, as creatives, we want to make money for what we do. So, and art, no. of course. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> hello, I'm PJ. Um, yeah, theatre maker is a nice term that Nikki used. I call myself a theatre maker. Do you get people on the show using the same thing? Kind of like a director, writer, performer, yeah, devisor, yeah, yeah, a bit yeah, of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically means I haven't quite made up my mind yet. Um, met Nikki again, yeah, through Central on one of their master's courses, specifically for people who don't know quite what they're doing, but they yeah. know they want to be sort of making their own stuff and exploring the same kind of theatre. Um, yeah, and we're really excited. Two weeks to go today. I'm a little bit nervous, but... It hasn't quite sunk in yet. It's all coming no, really fast. I'm still getting over that like Christmas hangover, New Year. I'm and like, everything. oh, we've got loads of time. No, two weeks. And then it just creeps up behind you, just ah, we haven't got long left and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, so normally what we do, we kind of just um, before we get on with the show, we tend to have a couple of questions, and I have a couple of questions in my head. So, without spoiling for a black um, for a black girl, tell mm. us a little bit about it. Ooh, okay, so. I guess the easiest way to say it without spoiling it would be there's a collection of lots of different stories um, that explore specifically, or not specifically, predominantly the black British experience, mm -hmm. um, mostly within the UK. And so they're all done in a range of styles. So some of them are sort of comedic, some are more dramatic, um, but they're all sort of sticking with the theme of race and gender. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in regards to those stories, are those stories kind of like verbatim or are they kind of stories that you've taken from maybe kind of like small conversations with people and then you've kind of obviously mm. brought them into kind of like a space where you kind of brought elements of reality but at the same time yeah like that's a good way of describing it I think something that was important for me was to be honest with mm -hmm. the stories so a lot of them are real life experiences, whether they're like from something that I've experienced or um, whether friends have, for example. And there's some interview moments in there as well, where okay. I've sort of spoken to a few people and asked them to put in their own experiences. Cool. So why for a black girl? 
just like the title. There we go. Need I say any more? <laughs> For the, obviously, you know, so the reason why I ask that is because a lot of the time when we look at theatre, we only get a specific kind of story, if that mm. makes sense. And sometimes you kind of want to see your story, you want to hear your story. So whenever we get um, theatre makers or people that are involved in production that focuses on specific kind of issues or specific kind of stories, it's always... There's an element of um, experience that, you know, it's coming from experience. But at the same time, it's something that that story, those stories are not being told. Yeah. So that's why yeah. I, I, yeah. I ask, you know. So, yeah, that's a good, that's a good answer. So, PJ. Yes. You are part of the production. So what do you kind of do as part of For a Black <laughs> So we should Girl? say, um, yeah, so Nikki, Nikki wrote the play and I'm just performing with her as part of the, uh, one of the two leads. Okay. We should also say that we also have a, a fantastic sort of movement team of mm. um, an all-female movement team bringing some sort Amazing. of compositional um, dance elements, physical theatre elements to the play as well. So it, it's, it's, it's quite... It's text-based and Nikki's writing, I think, is quite lyrical. And alongside that, we also have this amazing movement team. So I'm just a very small part of a, a wonderful team of people. I suppose uh, one of my jobs is to sort of embody a lot of the nastiness uh, that we find around us in the world today. Some of it quite overt in terms of particularly aggressive, violent characters. But I think uh, the interesting characters really for me to play in this are the sort of people who don't realise quite the damage that they're doing. They're doing. And um, mm. kind of embodying some of those microaggressions that... You are there if you're if 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 you know you're trying to look for them but so many people so many people aren't aware that they're sort of yeah. contributing to, mm -hmm. to a lot of issues and i think one of the really interesting things about the play is bringing those characters to life because um hopefully um to a lot of the vaults audience of watching the play they'll start to realize things that maybe they're doing unconsciously that aren't aren't helping and i think um that's been one of the real challenges maybe nikki you want to talk more about writing those characters or mm. yeah i think like you said it was a case of not trying to 100% like vilify everyone, you know? Um, and I guess like seeing the humanity in everyone and seeing like, wow, okay, this person didn't mean to come say this and come across this way, but they did regardless. So like, how can I write this in a way that will make people watch it and think, oh, okay, I've said that in the past. I didn't realize there was something wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start challenging my own behavior. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. So we'll probably go into detail more about For a Black Girl later on in the episode. But normally we're kind of like, like I said before, it's not like an intense interview <laughs> where I've got a bunch of questions and we sit there and ask you and you must have the right answer. No, it's pretty much very, very chilled. So, yeah. So how's your week been? Because that's what we normally start with. How's your week been, Stephen? It's been, been all right. I'm really, I haven't really done anything like that's... I feel like I've come come to a point in my life, you know, New Year's and stuff, and you start thinking just about goals and stuff for the New Year. So wrote some mm -hmm. stuff down um, and hopefully I'm going to revisit them in December and see if I've actually achieved most of them. So that's so that's is it is it do you reckon they're achievable goals or are you kind of just like being very ambitious? I would say some are realistic, some are unrealistic, but I feel like having unrealistic ones in there just maybe kind of will kind of push me to see if I can actually... I suppose they always reach, say yeah. speak stuff or write stuff into existence. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. You know, you might feel like it's... So if I write it down, maybe I might remember to actually do it. So, yeah. <laughs> there it is. But, yeah, just a lot of planning, for, you know, for New Year's and all that. Not new, I'm not doing, like, a New Year, New Me stuff. It's not, it's not me. New Year, New Me! <laughs> no, yes. no, 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 just... fingers! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, how about you? Um, My week has been okay, like starting full-time work again and realizing that god damn it this is hard um <laughs> it's not that hard because i was doing it a couple of months ago but you know when you kind of getting yourself back into a routine um so it's been quite interesting i've only been back at work for two days i don't know why i'm complaining but i'm exhausted already i'm very tired i'm like i need sleep um but yeah not too bad i i realized how intense the morning commute is and how much i hated it Every time I go to work and I realise everything just really slows down in London when people, when you're trying to get to work, even though people go fast, but it's slow at the same time mm. because you find yourself stuck in traffic where you feel like there's normally never traffic on this road. Why is there traffic? Because everybody's out. So everything's just like a journey that will take 10 minutes now takes me half an hour. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> why? 
and I've not even reached 10% of my journey. So I'm just like, ah, but you know, it is what it is. Sorry, I'm ranting. <laughs> you should find yourself a good podcast to listen to on the way in and people listening at home you can download this podcast yeah well, there you go plug i love <laughs> that pj love it i love a plug and um, but yeah no i do try to listen to podcasts sometimes in on my commute but you know when you just kind of like i'd rather sleep and close my eyes and rest my eyes mm, before i, I get into that. <laughs> but yeah how have you guys weeks been or weeks sure been, been busy with like rehearsal and stuff like that Good. Right? yeah rehearsing and going over lines and we did a what do we do we did like a bit of filming today as well okay. for the play oh, um, cool. without giving too much away um <laughs> for a little bit that will be in the opening of the play so nice, nice. very exciting Good. pj anything from you anything Standing out this week for you? I mean, rehearsing with Nikki is always a standout thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just try not to break those New Year's resolutions, you know. My, my main one for 2018, the Purple Year, is to see more theatre because I think so many people who make theatre um, say, oh, I'm too busy to actually go and watch it. And I mm-hmm. think that's so paradoxical. So my plan for this year is to watch a lot. Not doing so well so far, but it is only the start of January. But yeah. one of the yeah, nice things. Yeah, a lot of theatre though. Don't you? I, t- I try to. I'm really looking forward to just being part of the vault and being part of that community and just um, not even really planning to see that many shows, just going to you know whichever ones catch my eye on the day should be really mm, fun yeah because um, it's, it's it's on a long time isn't it so yeah, it's a whole it's month until march oh my goodness yeah i believe <laughs> last year Stephen, you went to go see something as part i did um, um carry on jaywick yeah so, yeah, so. Uh, what was his oh what was the writer's name again I daniel murphy yay yeah. i knew it was a daniel yes i just yeah. i didn't know if it was a daniel green or a daniel yeah but yeah <laughs> no, Stephen went to go see um, Southern Part of the Vaults Festival. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to maybe seeing a couple of stuff and obviously obviously seeing For a Black Girl yes. um, at the Vaults Festival as well. And I know there's a lot of stuff. I, I really like um, a lot of theatre that involves people that are up and coming and inspiring. Aspiring is not the word. It's mm-hmm. up and coming theatre makers. Um, I think that kind of platform is good for people to kind of get their work out and being part of a festival and then kind of seeing whether they can then take it up to other festivals and stuff like mm. that, you know, with Edinburgh coming up as well. Edinburgh's not coming up, but it's in August. But you know what I mean? Edinburgh's coming up and all that stuff. So, yeah, no, I'm very excited. It'll be good. Yeah. It's their biggest one yet, I think. This oh, festival. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's like the most shows they've ever had. Amazing. Yeah. And, and as for most shows, I did realise that you, you guys are on the top 10 list for The Guardian. Top five, mate. Yeah. Top, top five. Top five. <laughs> Amazing. Woo! And also wow. today I saw we were top, I think that, that one was top 10 for okay. Evening Standard. Ah, okay. amazing. So. Well done, guys. Congratulations. Do you feel that there's pressure? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are going to smash it anyway. Yeah, so. I'm sure you will. I'm sure yeah. you will. Also, I saw so. recently, uh, was it in The Guardian, brought out their top 100 influential theatre people, mm-hmm. uh, I think. And I think, was it Vicky Featherston got number one? But oh, the, that was the stage. Hey. Sorry, the, yeah, that's yeah, right. Um, the stage. Oh, getting it wrong already. No, um, but it was really nice to see that the um, creators of the Vaults Festival are on there as well, oh, which fantastic. is really nice. Amazing. And like you said, supporting emerging artists, it's really great that there's this recognition, I think, of the Vaults as a thing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, just really interesting pioneering theatre makers are starting to get recognition in these like kind of establishment uh, spaces, which oh, is nice. quite interesting. We'll go on to the subject of the top 100 influential theatre makers or theatre kind of people within the UK industry. And because that I think the list came out maybe last week, came out last week. And like you said, it was good to see kind of like Vicky mm. uh, Featherstone. Is it Vicky, Vicky Featherstone? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, sometimes when you just think, have I said the name right? I, I butcher people's names, by the way. That's an FYI. <laughs> if you've never listened before and, you know, I think it's an every every episode occurrence. It's normal. Get used to it. Um, but yeah, her number one uh, being her being number one. Um, she's the artistic director of the Royal Court. Yes. Royal yeah. Court. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Guys, jump in if I'm if I'm if I'm wrong, say you're wrong. Nah, you're wrong. <laughs> you know, if I'm right, say I'm right. You know, um, and some other names as well. Uh, it was good to see um, Kwame Kweamon as well, mm-hmm. who will be becoming the new artistic director at the Young Vic. So I um, and a couple of other people as well. Uh, who can I remember on top of my head? National Theatre, Artistic Director. I used to work there and I've forgotten his name. <laughs> this is very bad. This is not looking good, guys. Is it right? At least he's not still there. <laughs> um, I've literally forgotten his name. 
You can keep it moving though. It's yeah, not, but we can keep it moving. But that yeah. list, it was quite interesting to see that list. But at the same time, I, I would love to see some new, 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 new names. Like, obviously, there's a couple of new names filtering in. And you kind of think, yes, I love this. And um, a lot of names from outside the UK, you know, within kind of, I think, the um, National Theatre of Wales and stuff. And, you know, seeing names from across the UK rather just... Um, London names but at the same time you kind of think that you know a lot of um and I said this and someone tweeted this and this is shout out to Toby who anybody know who Toby is Toby came on our podcast um early last year this time last year actually mm-hmm. um she's currently a producer part of she's going to be producing part of um the Bush Theatre and she was also the um the the 12 old Vic um, creators last year I've got that I don't know if I've got that wrong but she was she did that and she mentioned something that this list is great but I just wish that theatre needs to do something to kind of like shake our system you know when you just feel like you don't want to hear the same thing you want theatre to kind of like a shakedown be like whoa didn't see that coming but love it do you know what I mean I think theatre is becoming a little bit and I mean, I'm I'm going off the the subject of more kind of like um, certain venues are very safe, if that makes sense. There isn't kind of been like a a piece that has really kind of like shocked me to my system or something within theatre, apart from you know the stuff that's going on in the tabloids, the stuff that you don't really want happening within theatre. But at the same time, I think something good that would kind of be like, we look back in 10 years and think in 2018, something really amazing happened in theatre and people were speaking about it for years on years on end. So it'd be quite interesting to see, to see what 2018 has for the theatre industry in general. And that's me saying my piece and I've waffled on like I always do. Every <laughs> Apart episode. from Hamilton, of course, if you've got tickets for Hamilton, that's amazing. And I think people will be talking about that in 15 years time. Nikki's pulling an excruciating oh, face. I want tickets for Hamilton. Have you got tickets? <laughs> have you? I absolutely have not. I've tried very hard. Oh, but. okay. Well, apparently there's a lottery thing. Yes, on the app. Today, uh, the app. That someone, tell, someone, someone at work actually told me that if you do the lottery thing like every day, you might have a chance. Don't know how likely mm. that is. But um, my friend phoned me. He's like, oh, do you want to go see Hamilton? Like, are you really into theatre? I was like, do you not know me at all? <laughs> like, what kind of question is that? And yes, I do know Hamilton. And yes, I do want to go and see it. He's like, oh, yeah, let's get tickets. I was like, by the way, you do know it's not like you get tickets tomorrow. You literally do have they sell them on the yeah. door. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, but he's like, oh, so tickets are sold out till like March and it's limited. It's like, yeah, that's how it works for West End, if you didn't know. But well, yeah. I remember when we were in oh, class, Nikki, every Friday at like 12 mm. o'clock, no matter what class we were in, like they wouldn't be able to teach us because everyone would be on their phones doing the Harry Potter lottery. <laughs> oh, oh, <yeah>. <laughs> And like it got to the point where even the lecturers were like, "All right, we'll just take a five minute break," and you can see he's on his phone as well, trying to get himself trying to get the Harry Potter tickets. Exactly. Oh, but yeah. So apart from obviously this stuff, what's been happening? What's been the downbeat in regards to everywhere else? Um, So obviously there was the Golden Globes. Um, recently, or I think a few days ago, you could say last week Sunday. Not last week. Was it last week Sunday? Well, Sunday. Sunday. All right. And, um, you know, we were talking about earlier, you know, the nominations and things like that and who mm-hmm. we thought we were going to win, who was going to win and stuff like that. And, you know, surprisingly, not the people we expected to win won. However, um, there were still some good people that won. I think Donald Sterling, is it Donald Sterling? Not Donald Sterling. Is it Donald Sterling, the guy that acts for This Is Us, won? Is that his actual I think name? It's, his name is Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling, um, actor for This Is Us. He won Best Yes! Male. Has anyone watched This oh, Is no. Us? No. So good. It's like the best piece of drama that is currently on television right now. And I mean uh, across the pond and in the UK. I don't really watch UK drama, but This Is Us is just oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. I would recommend people go and watch it. If oh, you want to cry now. every single episode <laughs> and you're having a day and you just want to cry it out, This Is Us does it for you. Like, go and watch it. It's really, really good. Very, yeah. very good. So, yeah, he won um, Best Male Act. And he's the first mm. black man to ever win win yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he came on stage and he he had a very powerful speech 
just about we'll have a powerful him. speech yes and um <laughs> who else won it he was he was definitely a highlight um oprah won i think an award and a lifetime achievement or something i can't remember what the name of the the person it was mm. the, but it's an achievement award mm. and she's the first black woman to ever win one so yeah. um so there was a couple of firsts but God, her speech was amazing. I was like, yes, Oprah, take me to church today. <laughs> the way she was speaking, I was like, yes. Like, yes, Oprah. Like, I literally, and everyone's just like, yeah, Oprah 2020 for president. I don't mm-hmm. see her doing that. Um, she's too precious. She she's just too precious. Like, we don't want to, I feel like president pres- uh, presidency will taint her. And she's just too precious right now, like. Let's leave her be. No, but her speech was really powerful, and especially the importance of um, empowerment for women, young girls, and just kind of the things she was saying. Like, you know, this is this is the time for us women, like magnificent women, to kind of take over and do our thing. And you know, with everything that's happened in the media, with you know. Um, Harvey Weinstein and just a lot of things coming out in regards to Me Too and stuff like that. You know, it's great to see that with all of that happening, you still got women standing up and saying, I know that I can, I have a right to be within this industry and I'm going to make my mark. And mm. she just said it how it is. And it was just, whew, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone seen the speech? I've just literally just speech, been talking. But now blah, I'm, blah, 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 blah. I'm watching it the second I get home. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really, really good. I was just like, oh, Oprah. But yeah. Yeah, so we've got another award ceremony coming soon, which is the BAFTAs, the BAFTA Film Awards yep. 2018. So the nominations have been released. Um, so I'm just going to just throw a few out there and we're just going to have a discussion if you've guys seen the film or not. If you If you feel like this should be a film on there, that's... That's not that's not nominated. Then we can you know, have a discussion about it, I guess. So for best film, um, the, the nominees are "Call Me by Your Name," "The Darkest Hour," um, "Dunkirk," mm. "The Shape of Water," um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, I've only heard of two of those films. Okay, what two <laughs> films have you heard of? Dunkirk and "The Shape of Water." I've seen Dunkirk, and if you call me by mm. your name. It's about this um, um, young boy who travels to France, um, um, summer vacation, mm-hmm. and gets very close close with a family friend okay. um, who's a man. Okay. It's like a coming of age kind of film. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Um, and gets very close, and it just follows his story okay. um, and stuff. So, yeah. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, I've only, seen, I've only seen Dunkirk and The Shape of Water. I'm hearing some good stuff about it, so I'm looking forward. I think it's coming, it's coming to UK. I think either this month, January or February. So I'm looking forward to see what that film's about. But all the other ones I've never heard of. What did you think of Dunkirk? Because I've had like so many mixed responses from my friends. I I enjoyed it. Um, some people might say different. Jules is cringing right now because she doesn't like war movies. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's for a particular amount. Of, it's for a particular set of people. You know, um, not everyone. It's not for everyone. I guess. But yeah, and I, I, for those I set of people get a war movie every year. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a war movie. Can't go wrong with a war movie. Mm. Um, I love the mu- I love the score by um, Hans Zimmer, which is amazing. Kind of used a lot of. Um, He's actually nominated. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the score. Yeah, well, the so, score's nominated for yeah. something. And um, obviously, Christopher Nolan, the director, amazing director. So yeah, but um, is there any films you guys Solid. think should have been nominated? PJ Nicole, any films that you thought should be nominated for mm. best film of? Say. Are you film watchers? That's the first question. Yeah, that is. Are you film watchers? <laughs> yeah, I do watch films. I pro- probably not as much as you guys at all, but I do. I do watch a lot of films. What was the last one I saw? I saw um, which probably shows how often I don't watch it. But Murder <laughs> on the Orient Express is the. Ah, uh, okay. One okay. Um, is Johnny Depp in that? Johnny Depp. He is. Yeah, but he does like before you make a face. He does die like within twenty minutes. Oh, fantastic! Feel better. <laughs> <Right>. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nah, not really. It's not. Yeah, it's not that deep. But um, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good film actually. Mm. Yeah, it was quite interesting. I need to watch more movies apparently. Yeah, Anything I, I you've seen recently? Um, so uh, well, Dunkirk is one actually. Okay. Uh, interesting thing about Dunkirk that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, such a bombastic film to make. Apparently, Christopher Nolan strapped an IMAX camera mm-hmm. into one of those Spitfire cockpits yeah. for one of the shots. Just one shot in the movie, mm-hmm. and 
propelled it literally into the sea and then it uh. sank and apparently he, he sort of wasn't expecting that the IMAX camera would sink if you put it in the ocean and <laughs> right. there's something like only five of these in the world and it got Goodness like me. destroyed oh. but they managed and to get the film and how much did it cost? they got the film as long as they got the film exactly that's, that's what's important <laughs> I mean Imagine being at Christopher Nolan's level where you can't just drop one of five cameras into the sea and be like, well, I'm an artist now. (laughs) (laughs) We got the shots, fine. <laughs> wow. Meanwhile, on For a Black Girl, we're trying to make do with like uh, <laughs> counting like, the 20 P's to get our rehearsal space. Let's some chairs <laughs> yeah, <from> yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I need to, need to see more movies, apparently. Although my resolution is to watch more theatre, so there's just never enough time, is mm. there? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the next... No, the next oh, on one. that note, before you move on, I'm actually going to see free, free billboards outside every Missouri um, on Saturday, so I'm very excited. It's not out in the cinema yet. I'm getting dibs at BAFTA, so, you know, oh. feeling exclusive and stuff. No, it's just part of my work, so I get to I get to see a pre-screening of it, so I'm very excited. Nice. I wanted to see it when I worked at BFI because I could go and see it then because it came out as part of the Fest- London Film Festival just didn't get to so now i get to even earlier than usual so i'm very excited so i get to see that on saturday amazing but yeah that one best film at the golden globe so i think it's gonna it i think it's i think it's free free bleh, free billboards that's gonna take it it's gonna take sweep the baftas as well sweep the baftas sweep the oscars sweep all of them and it's a it's a british film as well so that oh there you go yeah that's that's even better because it's also nominated for another bafta well yeah, another BAFTA for Outstanding British Film. Oh, I didn't know BAFTA did that. So so basically, Best Film yeah. and then Outstanding British Film yeah. is a separate title. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It um, sounds a bit like the Olympics mm-hmm. where they give you like a medal for the freestyle and then a medal for the front crawl and then a medal <laughs> yeah. for the front crawl slightly longer. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of put them just, together. Yeah. Just give it to Michael Phelps, okay? <laughs> just give him one medal and be done with it. You're the best swimmer. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like another another category was director. Oh God! What? Wow. Okay. Because I know already yeah, they're just all good. men. Okay. They're right. all white men. So they're, I'm just they're like all, they're all men. <laughs> oh. ready so, to read <laughs> director that nominees are Blade Runner for Blade Runner 2049, which is Dennis mm. Vel. Oh, I always get his Vel New Vet. I'm not going to say it, but he directed that Prisoners. Guy. And he also directed um, another popular film. But yeah, Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> Call Me By Your Name by Luca Guadagnino. This is interesting. Guadin- oh, you're struggling. I'm oh, really struggling. What a surprise. <laughs> I'm really struggling. It looks there. like it's a it's an Italian surname. Yes. Um, um, Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um, the Shape of Water, Gumero del Toro. I know that one, I think. Um, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which is Ma- mm. Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough. McDonough. There is. Yeah. So say that's it with a- your chest. Feel, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Have more confidence saying it. But yeah, those are the those are the nominations for best director. I feel like Blade Runner should win because I've seen Blade Runner and it was um, awesome. Camaro del Toro is going to win. Is that your prediction, right? Yeah. There? Why I thought whatever's so? happened at the Golden Globes is going to be a reflection of all the rest of them, to be honest with you. You never know. No. You never know. No. She disagrees. Yeah, because it's the people, the same people that make the choices are the same people. So the people that go to the screenings that are part of the, the committees and mm. the juries and stuff like that is the same people for each of these award ceremonies. Mm. So to be honest with you, I feel like unless somebody really surprises us and decides to go somewhere else. You I never think know, but that's the thing. That was with... 2016 or 2017 with the whole La La Land Moonlight situation you know when everyone thought La La Land was going to sweep for the best film and then Moonlight actually, but they did make this mistake though, yeah that was a mistake honest, but then someone people... was like do you know what so I reckon what's happened was and even though we thought like yeah we discussed this and we thought oh, to be honest with you potentially they might have done this on purpose and da 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 I reckon they probably whoever People probably got the impression because they had been sweeping it through the Golden Globes and all of that stuff, that the procedure is again the same. The same people are making those choices mm-hmm. and they just thought, oh yeah, it's going to be La La Land and realise, oops, maybe not. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's what yeah. I reckon. So yeah, well, I guess we have to just wait and see and yeah. see who's going to win what. But come on, 
BAFTA, Golden Globes, and maybe Oscar do better in regards to directors because let's be honest, you know, people might there's going to be a lot of people coming out and say, but what women directors were good made at good films this year and last year. To be honest with you, if they're given the space and given more opportunities to do that stuff, then this wouldn't be a problem. You know, that's what that's my honest opinion. Like, there's so many fantastic female directors Mm -hmm. and you get things like this and I'm just like, oh, bore me. Bore me. Like, Mm. that's my opinion. But yeah. (laughs) What do you guys think of this whole kind of this year director only just being men? I was reading um, something the other day about Oh, I can't remember who was talking about it, but it was nice because, like, you know, they were using their platform, but they were basically saying that, you know, there hasn't been someone even, like, um, who's won this category of, like, best director who's been a woman since, like, what was this? Like, long time, like, mm. 1965, 75, something like that. I bet it was only one. Um, yeah. And just, it's been one, one since. One. Yeah, it's shocking. But I, I have made my, this is one of my 2018 resolutions, basically. To win an Oscar. To win an Oscar, yeah. And then so. to, to, to break it. Just got to find Speaking the time to do it between that. It's true, I'll be winning an Oscar this year. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like basically, I've just decided to change the type of art that I consume um, because I realised that you know I do spend a lot of time being quite upset and being like there aren't enough women being nominated for this and there isn't enough this and there isn't enough diversity mm-hmm. and I've just kind of decided that I'm just gonna. Just gonna watch more films by female directors, yeah, and just read more books by like women, and mm-hmm. do all this stuff that I want to do, and like even if they're not getting nominated, like, you know, I can't, I can't change that like yeah. by myself, but I'm gonna change what I consume because mm-hmm. I've, I've just had enough of it to be honest. Yeah, so. no, I absolutely agree, definitely. I think it is, it's all well and good complaining about it and me having my plenty, plenty rants about it, but it's also about the work that you the kind of like things you are watching the people that you are reading the kind of you know scripts that you kind of get see and kind of you know who who's directed it who's a part of it is it a fe- all, all women's cast you know stuff like that so yeah no that that plays a big massive co- um, part to it as well and maybe I don't know maybe if the jury involved a lot more women who knows mm. that could be another thing that could be yeah, yeah. alright so because I, we could go through a few more, but I did want to just throw something out there because I just love supporting um, great films. And I do want to, there was some news that came out today about the film, um, well, yeah, the film Black Panther. They're lost. So obviously it's coming out this year, it's coming out in February. And, um, Guys, go get your tickets. Yeah, pre-order available. your tickets. So you can actually pre-order tickets and stuff, I believe, in the UK. I think in the UK, but in America. What, when? You can do it now. I believe so, but don't well. quote me on it. But just check check where you're going to see it and see if it's tickets are available. But in America, um, there's some news that basically um, the pre-order tickets for Black Panther this year mm. has surpassed Captain America Civil War pre-order tickets. So basically, it's the I think it's the highest or the... Yeah, the highest um, grossing pre-order tickets um, for any Marvel film in history. No way. So, well, would you look at so that? Yeah. So, would you look so at that? Yeah. So it's it's amazing when, you know, because I feel My like... My spirit feels good. I feel like <laughs> I was part of that achievement. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't buy a ticket. But to be honest, but I, I think we've been, we've been advocates for it for the past Absolutely. how many months now? Past six right. months. Every single episode trailer. we've been speaking about Black Panther. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. yes, I'm part... I'm a, I, yes, I did that. <laughs> Me. I'm kidding, guys, but... No. So, um, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a very, very good year, um, I guess, for Marvel and just the, just the, just the people That's that support amazing. Black Marvel's Panther. probably thinking, oh, when are we going to bring I out know, the second bro. one? Yeah, so it Ooh. seems like there's a lot of anticipation. I think it's uh, the second most anticipated film just behind um, Civil War. Not Civil War, sorry, um, Avengers, um, Infinity War. Apologies. The one that just came out? No, the one that's coming. The one, the whole... Where everybody Cast. and it's the last one. No, the second to last one you could say. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that one's that was the highest or the most anticipated film, and it's Black Panther. So well, yeah, go on, That's go amazing. on to the cast and crew of Black and cast and creators of Black Panther. You guys, yes. 
Yeah, so I'll be getting a ticket and I'll be seeing it quite well. a few times, mm-hmm. making sure I'm literally. I might even go <laughs> see it up in um, Tottenham Court Road so I can pay extra bit of money. <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. Extortionate prices over there. Yeah, extortionate prices. <laughs> Romford or Tottenham Court, both. I don't mind. I can splurge a little bit. It's Black Panther, you know, and all that jazz. And if people are doing a screening, I might turn up to that too. So let me know mm, and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's 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 good stuff. But yeah, just on the topic of films, before we kind of move on, is there any kind of films you guys are looking forward to this year? Anything you've seen that caught that's caught your eye, PJ and Cole? I just want to echo what you said, by the way, about Blade Runner being an amazing film last year. Like, Mm. I think, and it was like 10 hours long and like (laughs) really slow and really sort of hypnotic. And it just went by so fast for me. So I really, I really did love that movie. I should have mentioned that earlier. In terms of ones coming up this year, I don't know really. So the the whole Marvel thing kind of has passed me by because there's so many, I kind of lose track of which one we're on. And suddenly Black Panther has kind of snuck up on me. Like Mm. suddenly it's, oh, okay, you are doing something a little bit different and a bit, uh, a bit forward thinking rather than yet another, you know, um, Avengers 7 or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure they're already writing and I'm sure it'll be great. Um, yeah, no. What about you, Nikki? Yeah, like, yeah, I feel the same about all the... Like, there's just too many. I can't keep sure, up with yeah. them at all. And like, I think I didn't start early enough. So mm. to catch up with them, like all my friends are like, no, you have to watch this one and then this one and this order. I'm like, no, no, that's too much. But <laughs> yes, I do want to watch Black Panther. Like, I, that's, that's my one thing. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's that. the one I'll be watching. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'm not really into the Marvel films neither. And I'm just like, which one is this? Do I need to watch that one to understand that one? I don't know. Just go with a big fan. Like, they're, they're happy I, to explain every And to be honest with you, my, my boyfriend is into all the Marvel stuff and it, He's going to drag me to what I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want to watch it. I literally was just like, he dragged me to watch Thor and I didn't want to watch it. And I was just like, I have to watch this. And he dragged me to watch the last, was it Avengers? No, the DC one with Batman and Justice League. Justice League. He dragged me and it was awful. It's just like, oh God, there's a reason why I don't pay money to watch these things. I just kind of wait for them to come out in another avenue um, won't mention how, but I just watch it for free. <laughs> no, I don't want to pay money to go and watch it. No. If our lawyers are listening, uh, this is uh, allegedly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but yeah. But Black Panther, you're looking forward to? I guess. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm gonna give them my coins. I will happily give them my coins. Nice, nice. But yeah. Um, I was gonna say something about like award season and stuff because obviously it's it's upon us and everything. Um, and actually, before we go on, forget about award season. Okay. Let's talk about Black Mirror. I kind of knew you were going to say that. I don't know how I knew. <laughs> I just saw your face light up and I was like, she's going to say Black Mirror. <laughs> so PJ, have you seen Black Mirror before we kind of get into a little discussion about it, I guess? Right, so I haven't seen the most recent uh, episodes. Okay. Oh, God damn it! But, but it's okay, you can talk about them, it's fine. I'm not going to We won't stop your listeners from... But like, I love that show and I'm terrified by it at the same time because it's so oh. real and it just gets more and more and more real and I Absolutely. feel like I'm, I'm just looking at tomorrow's news especially with everything that's happened in the last couple of years in America and in this mm. country it's crazy so I don't know if I enjoy watching it but I can't stop myself <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm yet to start on this new season but I'm hearing some amazing things oh god yeah. where do we start yeah. well I just wanted to because we can we can we can discuss it but if people haven't seen I don't like spoiling things with people However, <laughs> actually, no, I don't like I don't like small things we bought full stop to interview. But you know, with Black Mirror, it's such a it's such a broad, broad because um, it's each 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 um, episode is not the same. It's not a continuation. Absolutely anything. not. So mm. we can kind of talk about any episode, and it, just, it still can be. You know, can I just say episode yeah. three with my whole chest angered me, like I was so angry. And I was so, but angry in a good way because I was just like, I didn't expect to see that coming. But at the same time, I was just reeling. Like, how dare? But, ah, oh. breathe in, breathe out. Wait, which one was the three? Crocodile. Crocodile, okay. I really like that one. I No, no I it's like really, it's like my top. Like I've got like an order of, you know, the best ones and Crocodile's my first one. Mm. And... I think it's just because I literally, I remember watching it and Stephen was just like to me, wait to the end. I came down, I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, how? How, oh, is, yeah. she, how is she doing this? 
Yeah. And then he's like, watch it to the end. And then they come down. I said, How? what the hell? Like, what is wrong with her? Sorry, guys, I'm shouting. But <laughs> I was literally kind of like, and we literally had like a 45 minute discussion after watching the whole thing and trying to break down stuff and figuring out everything. <laughs> and why? Why did Ch- Charlie Brooker do that? Why did he write this bit? Oh, how did he get to that point? Where where was he going? And oh God, that man's mind is amazing. I must say, mm. I'm amazed mm. Modern day by how we can use. It's just the just how you don't realize how much technology and kind of like and the advancement of technology is slowly creeping up on us, but we don't actually realize how close we are to potentially things like that that has that kind of takes place in within Black Mirror is happening, if that makes sense. We're close, but you just kind of think, yeah, don't never come up with that. And you think, bloody hell, somebody's actually is Charlie Brooker giving them ideas? Because I honestly yeah. feel like <laughs> I made my my boyfriend watch it and he's like, You can't tell me that this is not really already been made. And I was like, no. He's like somebody, he's giving them ideas. And I'm like, Charlie, you're really giving them ideas. Because somebody's stop, thinking, please. stop it. Because it, they might turn against us and we would just be running around like, ah, technology's killing us and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. I even thought that the other day when, was it Donald Trump tweeted at North Korea? And North Korea had said, They've, we've got a nuclear button on my desk or something. And Donald Trump tweeted being like, well, I've got a bigger nuclear button on my desk. And then KFC tweeted um, <laughs> making a joke about it about how their bargain buckets oh, are yeah, like they were like, bigger, it's bigger than, than McDonald's yours. bargain yeah. buckets. Hashtag wow. nuclear war. And I'm like, wow. this is like, this a Black Mirror cool. episode. Yeah, the road to nuclear war is paved with like corporations making memes at each other. And it's some ridiculous. chicken wings mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. chicken fries mm-hmm. as well, if you, yeah. if, you, if you like. God, I can't believe that. So this mm. is why I can't watch Black Mirror unless I'm in the right mood, because otherwise I'm like, this is just terrifying. Yeah. Um, mm. Definitely, mm. definitely. <laughs> Even like with season three, uh, episode one, like nosedive, the whole, you know, social media thing and how, not, yeah, you could say social media because, you know, people just like going for ratings and all that. Yeah, and that's, that's the world we live in. Just, people yeah. live for likes, people live for retweets, people live, you know, it's like, it, it's like self-satisfaction. The fact that you, re- you tweet something, there's some people that tweet specific things at particular times because they know people are going to mm. be looking through it and hope that they get the 100k retweets or who can I make fun of to potentially get those loads of retweets and the likes and stuff like that and we have become a society that let's look at for example brands brands base everything on numbers and numbers that you know certain um, influencers can bring like for example if you've got a certain amount of followers then you know we would like you to advertise our particular brand it's no longer the, and this is not I'm not taking away credit from YouTubers and, you know, you know, influencers and, um, and stuff. But it's just kind of like this is, it's become a thing where it's all about numbers. It's all about likes. It's all about, you know, who is on this and what's the latest thing. But it's all through social media. Yeah. And you can see at the end of um, that episode, you can see it can drive someone almost insane. Mm. You know, so. And it does to a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. I'll just say. Mm. People just out there to use social media with with caution because it can can cause some problems. Yeah, I just get frustrated because I'm like, I don't have like all I can tweet about is complaining about London transport. That's literally (laughs) or somebody falling asleep on the train and thinking they could kind of just like, you know, when someone falls asleep and their head is literally going and you just think, please, I'm so glad you're not sitting next to me because I would literally push you. Um, But stuff like that, that's what I complain about. And, you know. To be fair, that is like 50% of Twitter is people complaining about (laughs) the central line or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) you have to complain about the central line. Like, (laughs) everybody. If you don't complain about the central line, there's something wrong with you. (laughs) But yeah, so obviously, guys, if you haven't watched Black Mirror, watch Black Mirror. It's available on Netflix. Netflix, if you want to sponsor us as well, because we pretty much (laughs) recommend shows from Netflix... So hit us up. <laughs> Our email address is artisticsom at gmail.com. Oh I will gosh. also be tweeting you as well. We have a couple of numbers yes. in our bank, so we might as well use it. <laughs> Hashtag let's get Nikki and Oscar. Throw that in there as well. 
<laughs> but anything else in regards to what's the downbeat and stuff? Mm, no, not that I can see. Not that I can see. Cool, no. cool, cool. Um, so yeah, before we kind of like wrap up and kind of go, it, 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 it we, it's a great opportunity to talk about obviously theatre and you know, kind of. We did briefly touch on, obviously, for a black girl and everything, but it's also quite interesting to kind of talk about your journey to get in here and to get into, obviously, doing for a black girl at the Vaults Festival and stuff like that. And, you know, what you kind of not see yourself doing in five years, but, you know, the hope for <laughs> theatre, for theatre making for yourself, individually or together as a collective, because I think it's always better for creatives to come together and you know put out work the more um collaborations that happen i think the more kind of amazing work we get to see um especially mm. if people are kind of like really into it and people are kind of like rooting for each other to kind of get this piece of work done i think it's so important but just briefly kind of just like both of you just to talk about your journey where where did you kind of like initially have you always wanted to be kind of like a there's a maker or is it kind of something that you've kind of jumped into and think oh this is my thing i like it and stuff so i feel like mm. there's a bunch of questions in there so uh yeah i guess let's start with the journey um so i actually i started off by writing writing was my first thing mm. and like especially like i used to write books um like novels and that kind of thing and i never actually considered playwriting until quite a long while afterwards um and then I think when I was very young as well I got into performing as well so I used to write novels and perform which is why I then ended up taking like a creative writing and drama degree and like it was really funny because everyone was like oh you take you take creative writing and drama so you want to be a playwright and I was like no I want to <laughs> act and I want to write novels like these two very specific distinct <laughs> things and everyone was like oh okay and then yeah I remember reading a couple of plays that were like just very different and very I guess like abstract and poetic and I kind of thought oh you can write plays like this you can make shows like this I, I love this mm. and so that's when I sort of started shifting and putting the two together the writing and performing together um yeah and I guess like with the journey of for a black girl it's actually been almost a year now like so we did it last year at central that was the first time oh cool we performed it um to we just, you know, put out a thing on Eventbrite and invited our friends and things like that. And it's kind of, it's kind of grown now. Yeah. So now we're going to do Vault, which is exciting. Cool. Yeah. And it's actually, the show itself has changed quite a bit as well, actually, because in the original run, we had PJ and we also had a good friend of ours called Ben. Um, and they actually shared the role of man. It's called man. Okay, yeah. play. Um, and now we have PJ and it's like interesting. The dynamic has completely shifted. Just having um, like the two of us speaking and then also the four movement ensemble. So we've mm -hmm. had different people um, from the movement ensemble as well. Mm -hmm. So it's been nice to see um, how it's developed and how different people bring different things to the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, the first time we performed it as well, like you said, Ben was involved and Ben had, I think, the really difficult, nasty characters. And I, <laughs> I, I had, you know, a slightly easier time. And so when Nikki said, do you want to do it again at the vaults? I said, sure. But I suddenly realized I was taking on all these incredibly nasty <laughs> characters that I've got to somehow get into the head of, which has been a uh, challenging, fun, and a little bit scary as well. Yeah. Mm. I think in terms of my journey, I think that's a really interesting question as well as, you know, why do you, why do we do this to ourselves in theatre? What are we, what are we doing? And I think for me, it comes back to what we're talking about, about like social media films, all this stuff. I think with Netflix and everything, there are so many people saying that theatre needs to be more like TV. It needs to compete or it needs to be more like video games or it needs to be like super, you know, socially networked and stuff. Mm. And I actually think, no, I think this is a really strong opportunity for like live theatre to be a thing again. Oh, yeah. Like to get out of the house and to go and see something live has a totally new energy these days, um, especially in a festival setting. And I'm really looking forward yeah. not only to be um, working on this amazing play with Nikki, but also to be performing it so I can see the eyes of the people watching it and like having that energy off them and seeing people uh, uncomfortable or laughing or you know whatever their response is um is something you just can't get in any other medium and I think that's what keeps me coming back to theatre even though you know it's hard being an emerging artist in this industry um that liveness cannot be found in anywhere else really so mm. that's what keeps me coming back mm. um and the energy is like so different with a live audience as well. Like I remember when we did it at Central, like people would be laughing at parts where we were like, oh, okay, is that funny? Or like there'd be 
like maybe more serious at different points, which is mm. quite interesting mm. um, to see how it was actually affecting people. Mm. And going off to the point of what, um, of what you said, PJ, about um, live theatre. Live theatre gives you a different experience to television and to watching films. Um, I don't get the same feeling as going to see something in the cinema and then watching a live piece of theatre, I think. You know, for for theatre kind of like organisations and companies to think that they have to have the social element, I um, social media element, I think it's not, like you said, it, no, we don't have to do it. Let's stick to what it is because it's perfect, it's working. And, you know, even for those people that don't necessarily go to theatre or not frequent theatre goers, they still enjoy theatre. They can still go mm. and see a piece and think, wow, you know, that was amazing. And a lot of people that don't necessarily go to kind of like theatres within um, obviously up and coming, emerging uh, theatre uh, theater makers and you've got like your venues like the Young Vic and stuff like that. A lot of people go to like your musicals and they even have amazing experiences from musicals in West End. So I definitely don't think theatre's dying. I think theatre still has its... It can still be in its own space bubble. Space bubble. It's not the right word, but, you know, it, it in its own kind of space and still kind of excel, if that makes sense, without having to be involved and try to be on the same kind of, like, wavelength as television and film and stuff like that. It's good that they try to do this... Um, this NT live thing, I don't know if you guys are aware of it, mm. where people can go and see kind of like the live version of a, a production at the National Theatre. I think that works, but if they try and do that all all around, then you kind of lose the element of people kind of really experiencing a live kind of, you know, the actor in front of them saying the speech and seeing their breath and their spit just come out and think, <laughs> yes, I feel this in my chest, you know, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, NT Live is really important, I think. Yeah, for, absolutely. Yeah, so people is. have the opportunity to see it. But then I I agree that I, I do prefer to go and see the theatre. But I guess that's like a thing of being able to go and see it yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So, But I went to go review a show at the Royal Court recently. But because of trains and things, I was late. And like, obviously, the way the theatre set up, you can't, you know, go go in late because you'll cross the stage. So they actually had a, like a backstage screen for me yeah. to watch it from. Um, but that was like a completely different experience. Like well, it wasn't the it same. Was, was it? it really wasn't. Yeah, the same it wasn't all, the same. That's happened to me where I've been late, and right. they like, yeah, wait, we're just going to watch the screen. And yeah, and I was like, like, oh great. I, and then I was like, like oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> I barely can see them. Number one, I can barely hear them as well. So I was like, no, I want to be in there watching it. Hundred, but yeah. Um, any other questions, Stephen? Yeah, I did want to ask, because I did see, like, the kind of tagline for for a black girl. It says, mm. people of colour stories told through six performers, two chairs, and one hamburger. What's a hamburger? That's still quite, that's still is quite that, accurate. Is that, <laughs> that hasn't changed. What is the hamburger? I'm very curious about that. What's, is it? Like, why is it in there? Yeah, why is it in there? It won't give away there's like a billion one stories in there. So okay. it will give away one of them. I I guess like the fun thing with the hamburger is ooh, how do I put I guess that's um a section of the play that's like hugely satirical. Okay. Um and what I will say is that there's a link between the hamburger and the whole discussion around like Black Lives Matter and like all lives matter, and that's how I the see. hamburger comes into okay. play. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That is the best way to sort of not answer a question. <laughs> I know. I've ever it's like skimming around. My mind is literally blown because I'm thinking, <laughs> it's what true. That is how it's related. <laughs> Are you Charlie Brooker? <laughs> Seriously, Oscar though. <laughs> 2018. 2018. <laughs> there is, but yeah, that was just, that was one thing I did. I was very curious about. I was just like, hmm, what's, what's how does this relate? Yeah. 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 Cool. PJ gets to eat the hamburger. Amazing. Amazing. So on that note, before we kind of go, um, where can they, where people, where can people go and see for a black girl? We'll be on as part of Vault Festival, and the show runs between the twenty fourth and the twenty eighth of January. Um, so yeah, you can grab tickets on the Vault Festival website. Great, Sweet. and you can follow us on Twitter at Good for shout. a black girl black, UK. Black, black. Yep, there it is. For a black girl UK, awesome. and Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> And I, I do remember seeing you guys were crowdfunding. Is that 
is that are you still doing that no that okay. finished i think just two days ago oh um, yeah i know i know this would have plugged that as well yeah <laughs> i guess the best way to support us though if you want to is come buy a ticket buy and tickets. bring people along we'd yes, really appreciate definitely. it <laughs> great stuff Cool, cool. So before we go, we quickly do our sound waves. Mm. Any recommendation or s- any to, recommendation? I just realised I'm I just want to do just do one, I guess, because it's kind of just it's just fitting, um, and it's just the song from the new Black Panther film. It's from Kendrick Lamar and Scissor, All the Stars. What? Scissor. I've never yes. heard this. Yeah, it's out. So okay. I'm sure people will be hearing it as well. So that's nice. definitely a track I want to recommend. any songs books anything that you want to recommend I was totally going to say the Kendrick Lamar track as well oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) dope (laughs) (laughs) I promise there's um, a show called Lobster that's out at the moment okay that I've been wanting to see but I haven't had time to see Uh, it's at Theatre 503 so it sounds like it'll be quite good it's like um like a sort of coming of age modern day love story sounds pretty cool mm. me oh yes actually i've got a netflix plug no seriously netflix needs to fucking pay us um, <laughs> um i was watching i just came across this kind of like spanish kind of drama series and it's called cable girls and it's about these it's it's in the 1920s and it's um based in this telecom like telecom kind of company like the first company they basically you know back in the days how phones were they were the operators first Mm. so it's based around the women who were the operators and just like how drama takes place um but it's in spanish so if you're into kind of like you know watching kind of like spanish indeed it's called cable girls so it's on netflix i don't know what the spanish naming is but it's called Cable Girls. You can't go wrong with it. But yeah, I had the subtitles on because I don't understand Spanish very well. I want to know like what things you've been watching on Netflix that that came up in like the algorithm of you know shows to see. A lot of random stuff. How, <laughs> how deep down that Netflix rabbit hole have you gone? Oh, so deep. So deep. And plus, Stephen watches my Netflix as well. So there's... How you been watching Netflix? On my own. I've got my, got my own account You've got your own Netflix? Yeah. Well, it's time to change the password. Independence and all that stuff. So. Oh, well done you. Yeah, thanks. I don't have no music <laughs> this week. But okay. yeah, Cable Girls on Netflix. Awesome. If you're into awesome. kind of like Spanish speaking kind of telenovela stuff. Brilliant. Where can they find us? Oh, so you're doing it on me, Robert Vessel. Yes. And they can find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Um, our Twitter is artistic S O M. Instagram is artistic S O M pod. Mm-hmm. Well, because Stephen does this all the time. And Facebook is artistic <laughs> state of mind. Um, yeah, you can find us there and stuff. What else? That's it. I guess. That, that's it. Um, yeah. Theatre. We're in go. Well, we're back in going theatre. Um, we're going to start going this soon so we've got a couple of shows that we will be reviewing so we're very excited um, to start going back into this because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are listening and be like um, so yo Jules where's your theatre recommendation this week you haven't had one in a couple of weeks what's happening um, we're going back to theatre so I'm very very excited to see a couple of stuff um, so yeah on that note it's been fun thank you guys for coming on to us this state of mind thank you for having thank us thank you and make sure you guys get your ticket to go and see For a Black Girl at the Volts Festival. Um, what? Where is the Volts Festival actually? It's um, right by Waterloo Station. It's actually underground, so it's pretty much like underneath Waterloo Station. But it's literally like a two minute walk from Waterloo. And you go down the steps and it's like a huge like place with lots of different- Is it next to like a bar? 
No. They've kind of got their own bars in there. It's yeah. Kind of, okay. It's, it's own little ecosystem it's really cool. under in the old disused railway tunnels of Waterloo. It's really cool. Okay, cool. So yeah, make sure you guys get your tickets. Vault Festival um, for a Black Girl is showing from the 24th of January to the 28th. So yeah, make sure you guys go get your tickets. It's been fun having you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And we're out. Thank you.